So many people love to claim that both parties are exactly the same. Prior to Trump on the foreign stage, this argument could be made if you discarded all nuance. However, on the domestic stage, that couldn't be further from the truth. Here are the top 10 important ways that the two parties are very different. Number 10, the student loan industry. While Bernie wanted free four-year degrees for all, Hillary wanted free two-year degrees for all with progressive-based funding for the next two years of college, as well as better controls on student loan industry. Biden is now promising this, as well as complete debt forgiveness for any household that makes less than $125,000 a year. In stark contrast, Betsy DeVos under the Trump administration has repeatedly let predatory for-profit schools mislead and swindle students out of money they don't have, trapping them in debt for years without a better job that was promised to pay for it. During the Bush years, the Republicans jacked the interest rates of student loans up to 6%, while in contrast, the Obama administration reduced it to 4% and weakened its profit incentive. If student loan forgiveness is impossible, legally, Elizabeth Warren at least wants to tie the rate to the Federal Reserve interest rate, which was 0.75 when she announced it. If you are a college student or your family members want to go to college, the GOP is not your friend unless you're rich, as welfare money actually goes to college grants that rich and upper middle class people take full advantage of. Number 9. Prison Reform Trump appeared willing to do some prison reform when it comes to reducing sentences. However, he and the Republicans want to maintain, and in some cases, ramp up the for-profit prisons. These for-profit prisons have a higher use of solitary confinement, which leads to increased mental disorders and therefore more recidivism, and have little to no training, rehab, or educational opportunities, which are shown to reduce recidivism. Being for-profit, they actually have an incentive to increase recidivism. Prisoners get pennies on the dollar for menial work that won't translate into real jobs outside of prison, or essentially slave labor. They also charge families insane fees for phone calls with the prisoner for no real reason other than to make more money. The prisons also have a contract with states that require them to have a certain number of prisoners at any one time or pay extra. So, that pushes lawmakers to find reasons to imprison people. The Democrats have been front and center on ending for-profit prisons, and have done so in several states. Yes, Biden was partially the cause of much of this, but he ran on those issues and people elected him and the black community supported the crime bill at the time. Now he's running against it and has the support of the majority of the black community to fix this massive mistake. Number 8. Bodily Autonomy, or Abortion Plain and simple, Democrats want the right for a woman to choose and have an abortion safely, unlike before Roe v. Wade, where botched abortions were among the top 10 causes of deaths for women 15 to 25. They also want women to have health care she needs, so if she wants to have the child. Republicans want to remove her right to choose and be forced to carry the child to term, or die if she does it illegally because she's scared or can't afford another child, and many of them have been raped. But Republicans are also against the health care reforms needed to reduce infant mortality to levels in Europe, which would save 10 to 12 times the number of babies than the amount aborted in the U.S. yearly that the parents actually want to keep. They also spread the myth that most abortions are late-term abortions, which are in the third trimester and part of the second trimester, and are only legal when some terrible disease is found in the child or the life of the mother is threatened, which happens less than 1% of the time and is a terrible tragedy that no one wants to have happen to them. Number 7. Immigration 
The Democrats have for a decade now tried and tried again to reach across the aisle and work to fix our broken immigration and naturalization system, which now can take the average immigrant 15 years to become a citizen, making the line to become a citizen a myth for many. All we really have done is to militarize our border, which actually reduced legal immigrants from returning home once their visas expired because they don't know if they could come back. And 65% of our undocumented immigrants are from Asia who came over as students and just stayed here. Literally, the only policy for immigration and citizenship Republicans have is more security at the border, costing more and more to the taxpayers, even when we actually already have a wall or a fence, as it has to be seen through, as Trump has said before, at most of the border, forcing immigrants and refugees just to try more treacherous terrain, which ends up killing more of them. Number six, taxation of the wealthy versus average Americans. This is also tied into the national debt and deficit. People refer to the Democrats as tax and spenders, but Republicans are borrowing spenders and have spiked the deficit worse than the Democrats anytime they hold the White House since Reagan, mostly spent on military or giving rich people or large corporations more tax cuts. Just a reminder that the deficit is how much over budget a government is for a year, while the debt is the compilation of each deficit plus interest. The GOP forced Obama to actually drop the deficit faster than since right after World War II, which extended the recession once the Tea Party took over. However, Trump immediately turned around and spiked the deficit and was set to increase the debt by $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years until COVID hit and now experts say it's more likely $7 trillion. Pretty much all that money went to the very wealthy. Democrats, on the other hand, believe in a progressive tax, where the rich, who can afford it and made their money off the government infrastructure and the money spent to train their labor, should pay a larger share, and currently the taxes on the poor and middle class are way too high. They also believe in Keynesian economics, where during a growth period, the government should use taxation to pay off national debt, but during a recession, when labor materials and interest rates are low, the government should spend a ton on infrastructure and save a lot of money and kickstart the economy by getting people spending. Democrats believe in spending on investment. Republicans believe in giving out money to the rich or using it to send our troops to die, where that money will also go to the rich. Number five, voting reform. In 2010, the GOP implemented RedMap, which used computer GIS data to gerrymander to extremes never seen, with estimates that until 2018, the House had 18 seats that, had they been elected proportionally, would have been for Democrats. In Virginia alone in 2017, the vote for the Democrats was 55%, but they still only had 49 out of 100 House seats, meaning they didn't have control over the House. Democrats used to be the worst at gerrymandering, but 2010 computer science made it worse than it had ever been before. Democrats are pushing to end gerrymandering nationwide, and the winner-take-all in the Electoral College, and the Interstate Compact to give proportional representation to the popular vote. They also want to get money out of politics and overturn Citizens United. Sadly, in all these cases, if Democrats don't currently also gerrymander, target big money, and use winner-take-all, and Republicans do, Democrats will never win again. They also want to make it easier to vote, such as early voting, more polling places, making voting day a federal holiday, automatic voter registration, and mail-in voting, as opposed to Republicans, who are doing the opposite in fear-mongering about the supposed rash of voter fraud, cutting polling places, and making draconian laws so people who have always voted can't. They are also working hard to fix the Voting Rights Act 
the conservative courts gutted, which has led to voter suppression and intimidation through the nation. Democrats are also more likely to experiment with alternative voting methods such as ranked choice voting or approval voting. Number four, minimum wage and union protections. Most Americans believe that the minimum wage is too low. Nearly every ballot initiative to raise it has won, and more people on minimum wage also have to supplement with food stamps when working 40 hours per week. However, most Republicans claim that the minimum wage is too high, and more jobs at lower pay would be created if the minimum wage went away. Never mind that people couldn't afford to survive, but whatever. The last minimum wage hike was under Obama in his first two years. Bernie wanted a $15 minimum wage hike, while Hillary wanted a $12 minimum wage hike because the rural regions couldn't afford $15, which had some evidence at the time. A cost of living by county-based living wage and adjusted for inflation or productivity would be best of all, but that's not on the table at the moment. Biden has now promised a $15 minimum wage as well, though thanks to inflation, $15 is worth a bit less than when Bernie was promising it. Republicans also do everything they can to weaken unions, and union membership has been declining in direct correlation with stagnated wages, which have been stuck since the late 70s for the poor and middle class. Right-to-work laws and attack on teachers and other union workers have been strategic keys to ensure labor doesn't have any negotiating power with their employers, who hold all the power. Democrats have always been on the side of unions and are working to roll back the right-to-work laws, even if they haven't been as vocal as they should be. Number three, the social safety net. As stated above, people working 40 hours a week on minimum wage are on welfare. Thanks to changes in the 90s, one has to be fully employed or at least on unemployment, which many jobs these days don't provide to get welfare. All else on welfare are the elderly, children, and the disabled. Yet, Republicans love to bludgeon them as moochers, even though if you make $50,000 a year, you will spend about $40 on taxes to pay for welfare, while paying $400 in tax cuts and subsidies to massive corporations who pay almost no taxes. Democrats want to raise the minimum wage, so less people will need to be on welfare. Also, after the Trump tax cut and the deficit rose, the GOP began blaming Social Security and Medicare on the deficit, two things which are paid for by your paycheck, and as Ronald Reagan said, have no impact on the deficit. Democrats want to strengthen Social Security and Medicare because they stabilize the economy during a recession. Republicans want Social Security to be privatized so that old people lose everything when the markets tank. Number two, environmental protection. Do, do we really even need to discuss this one? Republicans actively deny climate change and continue to deregulate pollution laws, which means companies make a ton of money off of externalities they dump on you, like health problems, and make you pay for them without seeing any of the benefits. They hamstring alternative energy, fight against a much-needed smart grid, and kill science research for alternatives and climate science itself. We're facing planet death here, and Republicans would rather make nice with huge oil and coal companies and polluters making bank off of us than prevent this completely preventable disaster. Biden's plan for this is for us to reach carbon-neutral electricity by 2035 and complete carbon neutrality by 2050. Trump wants to bring back coal. Enough said. Number one, healthcare. Republicans fought and vilified the ACA or Obamacare, as they vilified it, at every turn possible. It ended the denying of pre-existing conditions and helped out people who couldn't afford it, especially in states that expanded Medicaid. It gave a lot more customers to insurance companies in exchange for the lowest prices per person because of economies of scale. 
The majority of Americans wanted and still want single payer, which was backed by Bernie, or a public option backed by Hillary and currently Biden, but Republicans declare that to be evil socialism as healthcare costs continue to rise, destroying people's lives and literally killing people. Since then, the GOP has done everything legally to possibly kill or weaken the ACA, and 20 states are suing to restore the denial of pre-existing conditions, and Amy Covid Barrett has every intention to gut the ACA. These same state leaders are at the same time claiming that the Democrats are going to do this and claim they are the real defenders of pre-existing conditions. And this is really what it comes down to. Yes, many politicians lie, cheat, have scandals and do dirty tricks and rely on hyperbole. But in the end, the comparison is no contest. The difference is crystal clear. After hearing this, if you still think both parties are 100% the same, well, I have a bridge I'd like to sell you. If not, stop whining and get out there and vote. Oh, did I mention that the GOP was the only party with three actual Nazis on the ballot in 2018? So thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm sure there was nothing controversial about this and everyone will happily get along in the comments section, which you can do on the YouTube version of this video or my Facebook page, After School Democracy. Link in the show notes. Just a reminder that I'm Anubis2814 on YouTube and I have over 500 videos on different topics that I've made over the past 10 years. Please subscribe and if your podcast site has the option, give me a like or review. If you think what I have to say informed you, consider supporting my Patreon. I'll be doing this podcast weekly and try to get it out on the same day, so I hope to see you here next week, ready to be filled with new ideas. Take care. This channel is helped tremendously by the generous supporters on Patreon. A big thank you to the wonderful Joe Taylor, Elias Garcia Guevara, and Ogrel for their support at the $10 a month Wapawet level. Please consider donating to my work if you can, and thank you all for listening.